This course offers an interdisciplinary study of the relationship between science and Christian theology in the context of understanding the role that worldviews play in spirituality and in culture and how science offers both challenges and opportunities to the theological discipline of Christian apologetics. As we get started, we need to think about how we understand these key concepts. In the 13th century, theologian and philosopher Thomas Aquinas pictured theology as the queen of the sciences, who was assisted by her handmaiden, philosophy. Of course, the Latin word scientia just meant knowledge and the study of nature that we would now call science was then called natural philosophy that is philosophy about the natural world a rough definition of philosophy is that it's the wise pursuit of true answers to significant questions through the practice of good intellectual habits what is science philosopher of science John Lennox writes that there is no one agreed scientific method, although certain elements crop up regularly in attempts to describe what scientific activity involves hypothesis, experiment, data, evidence, modified theory, prediction, explanation, and so on. But precise definition is elusive. Yeah, here's my attempt at a definition of natural science. That natural science is a fallible, first-order discipline wherein humans seek to understand, explain and or predict as much as they can about physical reality, especially by paying attention to how empirical experience can confirm or undermine such truth claims. In the Enlightenment, Scottish sceptical philosopher David Hume made a flawed but influential argument against the possibility and or believability of miracles. Following in Hume's footsteps, the 19th century empiricist philosopher Auguste Comte insisted that science properly practiced could make no reference to divine action to explain any event or phenomena. In his take on the theory of evolution, Charles Darwin followed in Comte's footsteps, uh, assuming that any explanation framed in terms of divine creation was, quote, not a scientific explanation. This definitional exclusion of irreducibly mental and specifically divine activity from science, uh, a rule that's come to be known as methodological naturalism, remains influential, though it is uh, less popular today than it was in the 19th and 20th centuries. As atheist philosopher of science Bradley Monton argues, if science really is permanently committed to methodological naturalism, it follows that the aim of science is not generating true theories. Instead, the aim of science would be something like generating the best theories that can be formulated subject to the restriction that the theories are naturalistic. Science is better off without being shackled by methodological naturalism, concludes Monton. Atheist philosopher Mary Midgley wrote that physical science is not a separate, supreme champion outclassing history or philosophy. It has no private line to reality. 
the philosopher of science Del Ratch writes that science cannot validate either scientific method itself or the presuppositions of that method. Those who claim either that science is competent for dealing with all matters or that science is the only legitimate method for dealing with any matter are seriously confused. In other words, science is only part of the picture of reality. There are second-order philosophical questions about science and the significance of scientific ideas. Scientists have philosophical disagreements that can't be settled on scientific grounds, but which affect how they do science. Um, however detailed and accurate our scientific descriptions of physical realities become, such descriptions can't explain why physical reality has the fundamental structure that it has, or why any physical reality described by that structure exists at all. Science makes metaphysical assumptions, and it raises metaphysical questions that require metaphysical answers. Now, most ancient cultures had worldviews that were not conducive to science. For example, according to pantheistic worldviews, the natural world is an illusion. According to Greek polytheism, the natural world is governed by unreliable finite gods who are often at odds with one another and who ultimately trace their origins to primeval chaos. Philosopher of science Stephen C. Mayer recounts how ancient Greek philosophers thought that nature reflected an underlying order, but assumed that they could deduce how nature ought to behave from first principles based upon only superficial observations of natural phenomena or without observing nature at all. Mayer explains that modern science was specifically inspired by the conviction that the universe is the product of a rational mind who designed the human mind to understand it. Science makes a number of philosophical assumptions. Assumptions, by the way, which I think are warranted or justified by theism. For example, that the natural world exhibits a rational order, that the human mind is, to a fair degree, able to understand the rational order displayed by the natural world, that human cognitive and sensory faculties are generally reliable, that the rational order displayed by the natural world cannot necessarily be deduced from first principles, so observation and experiment are useful in science, that there are knowable objective values truth, goodness and beauty, that the natural world isn't an illusion or itself divine, that the natural world isn't governed by multiple competing and or capricious gods. Now everyone has a, a way of life, a, a spirituality that includes a worldview. Uh, spirituality is made up of worldview assumptions, uh, the ideas about reality that one believes and or acts upon, uh, combined with attitudes that lead to actions. Think of the way in which Jesus taught that virtuous spirituality involves loving God with all of your heart and all of your mind and with all of your strength. Now, a culture is a corporate spirituality, that is, a, a set of shared assumptions, attitudes and ways of acting, uh, together with its artistic traditions. Uh, 
Now, of course, the word art comes from the Latin word ars, which meant uh, art, craft, science, skill or technique, um, which overlaps with the Latin term scientia, uh, meaning knowledge or skill. Indeed, in medieval universities, a Master of Arts degree included the study of astronomy, which we would now label as one of the sciences. So, a culture uh, may thus include a scientific culture. A worldview deals with, with two basic elements. Uh, deals with what's real, and it deals with how do we know anything. Uh, Philosophers call questions about what is real questions of ontology, questions about reality, you know, what sort of things exist. And philosophers call questions about how we know anything questions of epistemology, questions about knowledge. So, for example, um, ontology, coffee exists. Epistemology, we know this uh, through our physical senses. Uh, ontology, a uh, pleasure in drinking coffee exists. Uh, epistemology, uh, known via our introspection of what we feel like when we drink coffee. What is reality or the ontology uh, according to naturalism and materialism? The philosophy of naturalism says that reality is an uncreated, purposeless, valueless, causally closed, non-intentional system. And the philosophy of materialism adds to this the idea that reality is a merely physical system. Uh, hence atheist philosopher Alex Rosenberg asserts that physics is causally closed and causally complete. Of course, we have to ask, does reality really fit into the materialist box, the materialist ontology or account of reality? Can we fit into that account of reality, the reality of coffee existing, uh, known via introspection of physical senses, and uh, the reality of our pleasure in drinking coffee existing, uh, known uh, via our mental states? Then we can look at the uh, epistemology known as scientism, this theory of knowledge known as scientism. Um, atheist Alex Rosenberg says that being scientistic just means treating science as our exclusive guide to reality. He says we trust science as the only way to acquire knowledge. Likewise, atheist Peter Atkins says, I stand by my claim that the scientific method is the only means of discovering the nature of reality, the only way of acquiring reliable knowledge. This scientific demand that every rational belief must be justified by scientific empirical evidence is self-contradictory uh, because a it can't be justified by scientific empirical evidence and b it entails an infinite regress that can't be satisfied. Indeed, this view is open to obvious counterexamples in the existence of metaphysical knowledge, moral knowledge, and aesthetic knowledge. So, whilst uh, science might be able to deal with the existence of coffee, uh, scientism uh, can't handle the fact that pleasure in drinking coffee exists, or that uh, enjoying coffee is a good thing, or that uh, this is a beautiful cup. 
British theologian Alastair McGrath defines Christian theology as an attempt to make sense of the foundational resources of Christianity in the light of what each age regards as first-rate methods. I think theology is a fallible discipline wherein humans seek a comprehensive Christian worldview. A worldview that it's therefore going to try to take into account both the book of special revelation, that is the Bible, and what's been called the book of general revelation, the creation. As a sub-discipline of theology, Christian apologetics can be thought of as the art and science of helping people to be persuaded that a Christ-centred spirituality is a beautiful, good and reasonable life commitment. To uh, borrow and recontextualize an image from the ancient Greek philosopher Socrates, uh, the Christian apologist is a kind of spiritual midwife. Someone trying to help people to deliver as strong and healthy a spiritual response to Jesus as they can muster. Um, we can see that thinking about science offers apologetics both challenges and opportunities. The philosophical ontology of naturalism and materialism restricts people's understanding of the reality that's studied by the sciences. The philosophical epistemology of scientism restricts people's understanding of knowledge to the empirical methods of naturalistic science. Science can support premises in philosophical arguments for or against the existence of God, and science can support premises in arguments for or against particular interpretations of scripture. 